Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Well, can you believe it's the what? The 8th of January. Astounding. 2017. Who's feeling older? Hey, come on. It's only a number. I'm 52 this year. Can't believe that. I mean, I'm just dreaming about the next 15 years or so. Amen? So much in front of us. And... Um, I'd love to each Sunday morning in January, just before we um, begin and continue, just to dedicate our year to the Lord, amen, because who's found we can be in February talking about Easter before we know it, and uh, it's just good that we do that. So could we all bow our heads together, we're going to pray a prayer of dedication. Father, today we come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your great grace. Thank you for your great love. Thank you that you are so kind and so gracious towards us. Your kindness and your mercy, it overflows, Lord. We are forever grateful for you. Lord, today as a people, we just commit our ways to you. We commit our lives to you. We commit our homes to you. We commit our finances to you. We ask you that this year, Lord, would be a year, a year of significant fulfillment. But Lord, for many people that have a vision and a dream in their heart that has not yet come to pass, we pray that 2017 would be a year of fulfillment, that those things that you've placed within our hearts would come to pass. So Lord, today we thank you for this year. We come into this year with a sense of expectation. We come into this year with a sense of excitement. We come into this year with a sense of um, strength, Lord. Um, pushing off any tiredness from 2016, we look to this year with new anticipation, with a new sense, Lord, that you're about to do something great within us. So today, Lord, we just commit our year, we commit our ways, we commit our families to you, and everybody said, Amen. So it's so good um, to be here this morning, be able to come. We started a series last week called I Choose, and uh, we're going to continue <clears throat> along those lines. But I just wanted to pray just for a couple of people. Firstly, could I pray for Tovio? Could I pray for you? Just felt the Lord wanted to really encourage you. Uh, I love Vio. I love uh, he and Christy's faithfulness. I love his family. Tony, are you coming out? I'll pray for you as well. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Let me pray for you as well. Amen. Heavenly Father, I just thank you this morning. I thank you for Tony, Lord. God, I thank you for his life in Christ. I thank you for his faithfulness, Lord. Lord, I pray that this year would be a year with the many years of wisdom, with the many years of understanding and knowledge that he's developed over many years of serving you through business. I pray that this would be a year that he imparts into the lives of others. Father, I pray that in, in, in some way he becomes a spiritual mentor to young businessmen and women. Lord, I pray that this year that you would bring people across his path that are hungry to look to learn, that they're desirous to learn, they're wanting to grow, Lord, in this realm of business. Lord, we thank you that business is a gift, Lord. Hallelujah. It's a spiritual uh, enabling. It's a spiritual gift that you release over individuals' lives. And I just thank you for the gift of business that's on his life, but I pray that there would be multiplication. I pray that the anointing to impart and to release knowledge, wisdom, would be his portion this year. So, Lord, I just thank you this morning for him. Bless him. Bless Edna in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's awesome. Hallelujah. The hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I just as we were just worshiping this morning, I just felt that the Lord wanted to, to honor you for your 
faithfulness. There's mention of a, a, a centurion in the book of Acts and how his generosity and his faithfulness towards God's people came up as a, a, an aroma before the throne room of God. And God acknowledged his great faithfulness and, and his generosity. And I believe that the Lord uh, just wants to acknowledge your faithfulness, you and Christie's faithfulness in this house today. That you are so faithful in this place. And I believe that because of your faithfulness, God's about, about to pour out his blessing and his favor over your life. And you're going to see an increase. I see an increase in finances. I see an increase in, in just the presence of God in and around your home. And I see in particular that the Lord's going to reward you for the faithfulness that you've been um, committing to Him now in this season, in seasons gone past, but also in the season that's ahead of you. And that faithfulness is going to be outworked through your children. I see just a mighty blessing coming down upon your family. I see it coming down upon your children. I see you and Christy in the years to come looking at your children going, Lord, we cannot believe the goodness of God that you're showing towards our children. And I believe it's because faithful man. So Father, today I thank you for them. I just, I just pray for an increase of your anointing over their lives. I just thank you, God. You protect their family. You protect their children. And I just thank you, God. Uh, you reward those that are faithful. So Lord, I just thank you this morning in Jesus' name for him, for his life, for his family, for his wife, for his home, for his future. And I just pray that in Jesus' name over thee in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. A faithful man, a faithful man. We appreciate you. Don't, don't hug me too hard. Amen. <laughs> I might crack. I wanted to pray for Rachel this morning, uh, Spinelli. Can I pray for you, Rach, this morning? Rachel's our worship director, worship leader, worship pastor. It's all those things together. And I just wanted to pray for you this morning. I believe the Lord's got a word for you and for the team. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for, for, for Rachel today. I thank you for the anointing upon her life. That Father, you have prepared her for such a time as this. That she is right in the right season that you would have for her, for the church, for the church family for the worship team. Lord, today I thank you. I pray today, Lord, as the enemy has come and, and tried to bring um, um, thoughts of doubt, I just thank you today, God, that those, those words and those thoughts of doubt are, are being diminished even now as we pray, God. Hallelujah. That, Father, today that you, you have placed such an anointing upon her life, such a prophetic edge upon her life. And I just see that as you continue to step out, I just see the, the, the worship team. I see you in particular just stepping out beyond uh, the, the realm. It's like there's been a, a, a line in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the realm of the Spirit, and it's like you, you, you guys have pushed so far, but I just believe that in the Holy Spirit, God's wanting you to push through that and to lead and to take the team and to take the church to just another level of glory because there is level and level of glory after glory after glory, and God's been preparing you and uh, 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 releasing like a prophetic unction within you, and I just see that God's going to give you just the eyes of the Spirit just to see that line, and I see you and the team stepping over that line and as you step into that new realm of glory and in that new, that new place of the greater presence of God, I just see the congregation just following. Amen. So, Father, I just thank you today for a faithfulness, but I pray today. I pray today 
that there is so much more that you've called us to experience in worship, that there is so much more of the glory of heaven today. Lord, I just pray today that as we come together each week, that we come into this place with an expectation in our heart. The church is more than just coming to sing a few songs. The church is more than just preaching the word. The church is coming to experience your presence, God. So, Father, we pray that this would be a house where your presence is felt, where your glory is thick. So, Father, I just pray over a life today in Jesus' name, just a greater degree of your anointing and of your presence. Take us to a whole new level of worship and glory in 2017. May it be a year like never before. May worship be so easy. May the prophetic be so easy that breakthroughs happen as soon as we come into this place and pray and commit our hearts to you. Breakthrough in the realm of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't you appreciate Rachel? We certainly appreciate Rachel. And Mark, of course. And uh, just beautiful. Is it all right? We just pray a little bit more. Amen. Just wanted to pray for David. Down the back there, David. And I don't think your wife, Nicole. Yes, Nicole, could you guys come down? I just wanted to pray for you both as well. That would be great. Hallelujah. We're blessed, aren't we? Amen. Blessed to live in such a great, great part of the world. And you're right, the soul haven's full of jellyfish. <laughs> That's not the word. <laughs> I was preparing a message last week, and as I was preparing in the morning before the service, I got to one part of it, and the, the title of the message last week was Choosing Purpose Over Popularity. And one of the aspects that really caught my mind, and I thought of you both straight away, uh, was distractions. And today I just wanted to read to you um, out of the book of Nehemiah, and it was part of what we shared last week, because Nehemiah had a great call and a great purpose, and you both have a great call and a great purpose. I understand what you've committed to and the work, the great work that you are doing. But just in here we see that Nehemiah had a great call and had great purpose, but then we see that distractions came in the name of Sam Ballot and Tobiah. But this is what I love, and this is what really caught my attention and my heart for you both this morning. Nehemiah's response to the distractions that tried to come to stop him from doing the great work was this. He says, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? I love what he said there, and I believe that's a word for you both too. As distractions potentially come your way, and try to distract you from the great work that God's placed in you and on you. These are the words. I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Could I pray for you both today? Father, I just thank you for this couple. I thank you this morning for the vision that you placed within them, the dream, the passion, the purpose that is there. I thank you for the great choices that you've given them, that they've made as well to serve you, to honor you, to fulfill the ministry that you placed within them. But Lord, I thank you today that as distractions potentially try to come from the work of the enemy, I thank you for those words, that we will not come down. We have a great work to do. So Lord, I thank you this morning. I just pray that this year would be a year of continued breakthrough. As I was praying for you last Sunday morning, I also saw the word there, expansion. 
but I believe that God wants to expand the work that you're doing now. And I don't know how that's going to outwork, but I just see that work there. So Father, I thank you for their faithfulness. I thank you for their desire to dream a bigger dream, to live in a bigger world. And I pray that this year would be a year where they see the hand, your hand, God, mightily upon this work and that multiplication increase. Father, comes in Jesus' name. So Lord, I pray today for your wisdom. I pray today for your strength. I pray today that that word there, God, again, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Father, would be their testimony today to every opposition that the enemy tries to bring against them today. We will not come down. We are doing a great work. So Father, I thank you for them today. I pray you bless them. Bless their hands for the work that you have for them. Bless their family. Bless their home. Bless their finances, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We will not come down. Amen. Bless you both. Thanks for coming out. Wonderful. Well, we, uh, we might just um, jump straight into the Word today. Amen. We, as I said, uh, doing that uh, series, um, uh, I Choose. And last Sunday was really very, very encouraging because we looked at the importance of choosing, popular, choosing, excuse me, choosing purpose over popularity. But you know, your choices in life are so, so important. Um, what we are now is essentially we are the sum total of the choices that we've made. Who we are today, we're a result of the choices that we've made in the past. Listen to this thought here. Who will we be tomorrow? Essentially, the decisions that we're making today will determine who we become and what we are able to do tomorrow. Our choices in life are so, so important. It's so important that we understand the power of our choices. And last week, as I said, we looked at choosing the purpose of God over popularity. And I just wanted to recap just briefly for about a minute there. Uh, the, the thought that we found about popularity was this. The problem we found is that living for the approval of people keeps you from the purposes of God. Living for the approval of others keeps you from the purposes of God. And we looked at the great story um, in Hebrews chapter 11. The, the author of Hebrews uh, in chapter 11 speaks about one man, um, Moses, who chose to serve God, to pursue the calling of God over his own comfort. You don't remember the story of Moses. Moses was born as a slave in poverty and through the miraculous hand of God was rescued out of that situation and brought into the most powerful, um, most influential, um, most wealthiest environment that you could ever be in at that particular time. And he ended up in the house of Pharaoh. Moses had it all, but in Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says that he chose the calling of God over the fleeting riches of the earth. Amen. And there are many people, and we said it last Sunday, there are many people that need to do the same. We need to choose the calling of God over our own comfort. So that was the message last week, very, very, very briefly. But today we're going to look at the need for us to choose surrender over control. Say it with me, surrender. Ah, surrender over control. Very, very important. We're going to look at this this morning. So how many of us love to be in control over our lives? Only a couple of us. You know, some of us, um, we, we go with control a little bit too far. Um, everything about our lives is controlled. Everything has a place. Yeah, it has to be done my way. I clean a certain way. I do things a certain way. Uh, it has to be done. Don't touch that. Leave that there. And really, in all reality, some of us are control, control freaks. 
There's no question about it. We love everything to be in order. We love to have control over everything. And, you know, hands up if you're like that this morning. Well, there's one honest person. You know, there's a whole stack of people right now wanting to put the hand up to the person next to you. You just want to throw their hand up and say, that's you. Amen. That's you. But many of us are like that. We are control freaks. We like to have everything um, worked out and everything in order. And some of us probably work with someone like that as well. You might have a boss at work and he's absolutely or she's an absolute control freak. Everything's got to be done to the T, um, to the book. Everything's got to be done perfectly. And it can drive you absolutely crazy for me. I must admit, I'm a bit of a control freak when I'm in the car with Rachel and she's driving. And I confess it openly. I'm a, I'm a shocker. She'll be driving and I'll say, you're too close to the car in front of you. You need to back up. Or we'll go through the 100 zone to the 80 zone and I'll peer over like, it's a terrible thing. I'm, I do my best never to do it again. But you know, I'll peer over and I'll say, you're doing 80 k's, you should be doing 60. I mean, in the car and in that environment, I confess I'm an absolute control freak and it must drive my wife mad. But you know, today there are many people who are trying to control areas of your life that you're meant to be surrendering to God instead of. What we're trying to do in this area of our life, we're trying to be like God and we say things like, I want to control this because I know what's best. Well, this morning I want to give us a couple of examples out of the Old Testament of control gone bad. Because there are people here today that are trying to control areas of your life and of your family that potentially God is calling you to surrender that area of your life to him, amen. Choosing to surrender over control. And we pick up some stories out of the book of uh, Genesis in the very beginning, and we saw two little illustrations uh, that took place here. Uh, and wh what we see here is some examples, as I said, of control gone really, really bad. One time, it was Abraham was really frightened of his safety, and uh, he lied. He took control. Instead of saying, this is my wife, Sarah, he lied to uh, the person and said, this is my sister. He tried to control the situation then in Genesis chapter 16 we see in the first couple of verses their control gone really really bad as well it's probably the biggest example of trying to control a situation going bad because in Genesis chapter 15 Abraham says to God God um, you want to make me a father of many nations and have descendants more than the seashore, and yet I have no heir. I have no child. God, how can this be? This is in Genesis chapter 15. And God comes back to Abraham and gives him a promise in Genesis chapter 15 of a son that is to come. Amen? God gives him a promise. But then we pick up control gone bad in Genesis chapter 16 because we see what took place is that month after month, Nothing was taking place. Sarah starts to wonder within herself, God gave us the promise, but nothing's taking place. Have you ever been in that situation? Many of us would be. We feel God's given us a promise, but nothing's taking place. Well, the problem can be is that we, we start to take control of that situation, and rather than surrendering our heart and our lives to God and being patient and waiting, what we can do is we take control and we start to try and make the situation into something that potentially it wasn't meant to be. Because we see that this, this is what happened here. For some time, nothing was going to happen. Nothing was taking place. And uh, Sarah says, you know, you told me we were going to be parents and nothing's happened. Another month's gone on, another month's gone on, and nothing's happening, nothing's going on, nothing's going on. And what did Sarah do? She did what many of us do. When God's timing was not her own, 
she decided to take control and to try to bring about the desired outcome her own way. Very, very dangerous thing to do. And it's a perfect example of control gone mad. In fact, in Genesis chapter 16, verse 1, it says this, Now Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abraham, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. She was taking control. She's taking control. She says, perhaps, perhaps I can build a family through her. Go sleep with her. God's not doing what he, he said he'd do, so I'll take control, go and sleep with Hagar. Then we go on in verse 2, and it says, listen to what it says there. Abram agreed to what Sarah said. After Abram had been living in Canaan for 10 years, Sarah, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar and gave her to her husband, to his wife. He slept with Hagar, and she conceived do we know the the name of that child can anyone remember the name of that child ishmael very very important thought thought this god made a promise god's timing was not consistent with her timing so she and they took control and it went really really bad i don't know this morning if you know the the lineage of ishmael and the lineage of isaac isaac was the was the was the son of promise that came um, a little bit after that period of time Isaac was born and it was born through Sarah it was a miraculous birth but listen to the lineage the thing that came out of the the lineage of Ishmael out of Ishmael because control she controlled the situation and went really badly and out of Ishmael you actually have the Palestinian Palestinians out of Ishmael you actually have Mohammed out of Isaac you have the Jewish nation and you also have Christ and the awesome thought about this is that because they control the situation, here we are centuries later and we still have tensions between the Palestinians and the Jewish nation. We still have the tension between do we follow Mohammed or do we follow Christ? Control that went really, really bad. It's not happening in my timing, in my way, so therefore I'll, I'll do what it takes to bring it about. You know, I don't know about you, but potentially there could be many people like that in this place this morning, that the temptation is there for you to take control. I want to encourage you today. Don't take control. Surrender to God. You could be here, a young, a young man this morning, a young woman this morning, desperately wanting to get married. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't try and take control and say, Lord, I'll marry that person even though they're not a Christian. I'm going to marry them anyway. No, surrender to God. Surrender to God. You might be here this morning and, and rather than honor the Lord with your tithe and bringing that into the house of God every week as the scripture encourages to do, you're taking control over your finances and saying, God, I want to control this situation. I can't trust you with my money. Yes, you can trust him with your money. Absolutely. You can trust him wholeheartedly with your money. So very, very important this morning. We need to choose surrender over control. So this morning, I want to just finish with couple of little thoughts this morning I want to give you two questions to help you answer when is the right time to choose surrender over control good thought when's the right time to choose surrender over control the first question is this is it mine to control have a look it up there is it mine to control is it something I should do something about um, how many people know that God won't do everything for us Absolutely, God wants us to do some things for ourselves. And there's a big difference between surrendering control and relinquishing responsibility. 
a huge difference between the two of those. And we've got to ask the first question, this situation isn't mine to control. For example, um, you could be here and you might have messed up financially. You might have made some bad decisions. And what you're doing now is you're just sitting around and you're waiting for God to send the, uh, the wallet wizard genie to come along and the nimble angel to rock up at your front door and to solve your financial problem. God will take, all of it, take care of it all. No, he won't. He wants you to, to take responsibility. He wants you to you know, maybe go and see a financial counselor, maybe get some plans in place, maybe, maybe get some wisdom from some other people, maybe stop sitting on your bottom and get up and do something about it. See, it's taking responsibility. You might be here this morning and your marriage is in trouble and, and you're just thinking, you know, why won't they ever change? Well, that's a really, really big question. But, you know, you, you can adjust your heart. You can examine yourself. You maybe, maybe could suggest in that situation that we go and get some marriage counseling. We could um, join a small group. We could get some spiritual accountability rather than just sitting back and expecting that God's going to take care of it all. There are times where we need to take responsibility. Rather than surrendering, we need to take control. I mean, we need to dive in and do what we can do there. Or maybe you're a single guy. And you want to get married. What do you do? You stop playing PlayStation. You don't live with your mother anymore. You have a shave. You put on deodorant. And you start to go places where other people like that are. Amen? Take responsibility. There are situations where it is mine to control that I need to take responsibility. So that's the first question that we ask ourselves. Do I need to surrender or do I need to control? And the first thought, as I said, is this mine to control? The second thought or the second question this morning, is it for God alone? Is it for God alone? Is this one of those areas that I'm trying desperately to control, but it's not mine to control? This is one for me to surrender to God alone. You know, you may be facing some things this morning that seem out of control, and instead of desperately trying to control the situation, you need to surrender it to God. Amen? Surrender the situation to God. Don't try and control it. Don't try and manipulate it. Don't try and choose to surrender it to God rather than trying to control it. As we said before, bad control is bad. Amen? It doesn't work out well. And there might be some situations that you're facing today. Some of us might be thinking, oh, I want to change my spouse. No. <laughs> Jeez. I, it was more like anyone else out there like that. I'm, that didn't go good. <laughs> I'm sitting down. I'm out. <laughs> oh, gosh. Do you sort of know what I'm trying to say? Yes. If you might want to change your spouse, you might, might, might be thinking you're married to your spouse and they're making bad decisions. You ask yourself, can I change my spouse? Some of you think you can. Can I say to you this morning, no, you can't. This is for God alone. Rather than trying to ch change your spouse, you need to surrender to God. You meet, need to commit. Hello there, how are you going? Kim's mother from the States. Good to see you here this morning. Amen. Lovely to have you wonderful but rather than think I want to change my spouse now this is a situation where we need to surrender to God God is able 
situation, can we heal our bodies? No, can we physically heal our bodies or the body of someone we love? They, they might have cancer. They might have some terminal illness. And, you know, can you go poof and they're cured of cancer? No, we can't. What we can do, though, we can get chemo. We can get great doctors. We can eat right. You can do all that you can. Can you heal? No. Only God can heal. He can heal. And in that situation, we need to surrender it to God. This is for God alone. Or controlling your kid's future. That's another one as well. Parents get so hung up on that, controlling your kid's future. No, you can't. You can threaten them. Yeah. Where are they? You can, you can threaten them. You can drive them away from you. You can create a wall where there's no trust. You can be all of that. You can't control your kid's future. This is for God and God alone. Amen? Paul says some really encouraging things this morning as we conclude today. In the book of Philippians chapter 4, because there are times in our lives where we feel like our lives are out of control, but there are also seasons in our lives where our lives might feel like they're out of control, but we just need to trust God and surrender to Him. There are potentially people here today that are fighting situations and you're trying to get control of it. God's saying, surrender. Surrender to him. These great words in the book of Philippians chapter 4. Paul's in jail and he's chained to a Roman guard, a Roman officer. And he says this, be anxious for nothing. I must admit I was a bit anxious last week at times probably might be a little bit anxious at some things this week as well we'll all face some sort of anxiety but Paul says be anxious for nothing but the key is this that in everything by prayer and supplication don't you love that everything by prayer every time we're facing a situation that we have no control over we need to surrender to God in prayer and supplication and it goes on there to say with thanksgiving why thanksgiving we thank God because He hears us. We thank God because He's for us. We thank God because He is with us. Amen. That's why we come to Him with thanksgiving. We thank Him because He is so gracious towards us. If you haven't worked that out yet, you need to. God is so kind and gracious, and we are so blessed where we live. Even if you come from Canberra, it doesn't matter. Oh, sorry. So he says, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. And listen to what it says here. And it says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The key to peace, the peace of God, is found in our ability to surrender to God through prayer, through supplication, and through thanksgiving and you might be here this morning and and struggling with some areas of your life that you feel like they're out of control well i want to encourage you this morning rather than trying to control that situation just surrender it to god just say god i have no answer to that today and i just come with you with prayer with supplication with thanksgiving and i give it to you today amen just as we conclude this morning i just believe today that there are people here this morning that there are situations happening in your life today that you need to surrender to God at the beginning of this year. There are some people that are 
trying to control stuff that's taking place and you know you've got no answer for it. You try to find an answer for it. But God's saying, no, I want you to surrender it to me. I want you to give it to me. I want you to take your hands off that that, uh, spouse, take your hands off that child, take your hand off that sickness or illness or whatever it is and say, God, I'm surrendering that to you today. I'm going to be like Paul, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, through prayer and supplications. Let your requests be known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your soul through Christ. Could we stand to our feet this morning? Hallelujah. We won't take long this morning, but if you're here just as an act of obedience before God this morning, if you know there's areas that you need just to surrender to Him today, a situation, an individual, it might be financial in nature, it could be a number of things that you're struggling with, but you know today you need to choose surrender over control. And please, just while that funny music's playing from somewhere, let's let's just have a moment or two in the presence of God and just to pray together. Amen. Come on quickly. Just close your eyes. And if that's you this morning, just make your way to the altar. Just very quickly. I know there's people. You just need to give it to God and say, Lord, it's yours. I'm not going to struggle. I'm not going to be anxious over that situation. I'm going to choose today by faith to surrender this to you because I know, Lord, that I can. I can surrender it to you. Loving Father, we thank you this morning. Heavenly Father, we bless you this morning. We thank you that you are so faithful. Jesus, we're reminded of your words, your promise to us, that your yoke is easy, that your burden is light. Hallelujah. That, Lord, that your grace and your mercy, you want to carry us through those seasons of difficulty. Hallelujah. You you are with us. You are God, Emmanuel, God with us. Hallelujah. We We love your name. We love what your name means, Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. So, Lord, today we just surrender. Just for those people that are on the altar this morning, I just want you to see that situation today, just in your mind's eye this morning. Acknowledge today that potentially it's been something that you've tried to control. But before God today, before the throne of grace this morning, hand it to our Father, hand it to your Father this morning and say, Lord, no longer am I going to control this situation that seems to be out of control but this morning lord by faith i want to surrender it to you i give it to you i give it to you i surrender this situation i surrender this part of my life to you today jesus name we do it we surrender we surrender we surrender we surrender we surrender lord we surrender we surrender we just surrender to you lord today just to pray your blessing The Holy Spirit would just seal these decisions today. Lord, that you would just seal these decisions that people are making. Just surrender it to Him. Lord, today, seal, seal it. Hallelujah. May it be just an everlasting statement today that they've made before you, before your throne today. Surrender it to you. Surrender it to you. Surrender it to you. Surrender it, surrender it. Lord, we thank you. You're anointing, you're anointing, you're anointing, you're anointing. God, we thank you today. Surrendered, surrendered in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Seal this decision. The seal of the Holy Spirit, Lord, over this area of their minds, over this area of their life today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let it be done.
Let it be done. Let it be done. Let it be done. Let it be done. In Jesus' name, let it be done, Lord. Let it be done, Father. We thank you. You're so gracious. You're so kind. Father, over a life, over this area of the world today, we just thank you, Jesus. We just thank you, Jesus. We just thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We give it to you today. You are so faithful, Lord. We surrender to you today, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Seal it. Seal it today, I pray, Father. Seal it today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Some things are out of our control. Hallelujah. But you are so gracious. Father, thank you. Just surrendering to you today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you this morning. Jesus, we thank you. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I see a breakthrough. I see a breakthrough. I see the desires of your heart coming into alignment. I just see the work of the enemy dis- destroyed today. As you stood and as you stand, as you have been as faithful as you've been able to be, God, today. Is bringing his fire this morning. The fire that is going before you. He's setting a clear path, a straight path. I see him surrounding you both today. I see him quenching the arrows of the enemy that the enemies continue to try and shoot at you both. I just see him this morning just quenching those. Quenching those. And I just see God bringing. I see your conversations. I see you talking about the goodness of God I, I see you both ministering to people I see God bringing people around your world and, and it's, it's been a season that you felt the, the weight and the pain of it but I believe today it's a new day before you both and I just see God bringing people around you and, and I see just both of you just focusing and seeing them as individuals and seeing the hurt there and I, I just see you both ministering together I just, I just see you just praying people I just see you loving them and I just see that out of some of the brokenness that you've walked through out of some of the hurt that you've experienced I see God using those things to minister to the lives of others hallelujah the Lord says that all things work together for good for those that love me and are called according to my purpose and I just see that this morning today God using you and I just see you I just see you sitting in the breakfast table in the morning and just just talking talking about what God's done, talking about what, you know, the call that you got. And someone said, this is what the Lord has done. And I just see you both rejoicing in that because the Lord has created you both for that. He's shaped you both for this. He's made you for ministry, to minister to other people. Hallelujah. And the enemy, well, he knows that so well too. And he will do all that he can to distract. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we serve a heavenly Father, an everlasting Father today that is so faithful to bring to pass 
what He has begun. Hallelujah. So, Father, we declare today, all things of God, all things have been made new. And today, by the power of Your anointing, I just release today Your anointing over this these lives today, over this marriage today, over this family today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I speak blessing. I speak multiplication. I speak life. I speak healing in Jesus' name. I speak what you can do and no one else can do, Lord. Right now, your anointing. Your anointing breaks the yoke and your anointing is upon them both right now, Lord. Your anointing heals. Your anointing delivers. Your anointing also causes us to shine. So, Father, may they shine in this year, 2017. May it be a year like never before. Never before. Turn their mourning into joy. Hallelujah. Turn their sorrow into joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, I thank you. Jesus, I thank you. Father, over their family today, I just speak your blessing in Jesus' name. Father, I come against every weapon of the enemy, every assignment of the enemy. I come against you, Satan, today in Jesus' name. I declare the blood of Jesus over their family. I declare the power of the name of Jesus. I declare that you are defeated. And we declare today every assignment, every work of the enemy destroyed today. We speak in open heaven. We speak that today in Jesus' name. That over their household, over their home, over their finances, over their health, over their children, over their workplace today, we speak the blessing of our Father. And we declare today, He is defeated. Greater is He that is in you. Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Greater is He that is in you, Yensina, than He that is in the world. There is such an a calling, such an anointing upon your life. There is such an amazing call there that God is bringing forth. God is going to reveal it. Hallelujah. And you've doubted and you've questioned and you've had so many thoughts going on in your mind. But I just see that God's about to change those thoughts. He's about to help you to see how He sees you. Hallelujah. I just see a prophetic edge on you. I just see a healing anointing around your life. I just see this amazing compassion flowing out of your heart. And I just see that in your workplace and as you travel, God's just going to give you Jesus' eyes. And you're going to see people in a way that no others. And I see you ministering compassion. Hallelujah. I see you just ministering compassion towards people. Mercy into people's lives. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for them. Thank you for them both. Bless them. Oh, mighty Jesus, we pray your blessing today. Bless them, bless them, bless them. Jesus. Wow. Anointing of God. Anointing of God. God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Yes, and amen. You surrender this situation. Every day you're surrendering the situation to Him. Father, I pray that Lisa to give her the grace. You've promised it to us. I pray today that she will receive it every day. The grace, the strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, you declare. The word declares all things work together for good. For those that love you and are called according 
to your purposes. So we just pray today. Jesus' name. 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 Just, just we finished just the message a little bit early, but I've been just really stirred in my heart just to, just to believe for the people of God to be released into their into their calling, into their gifting. And there, there are people here, and, and I just want to encourage you this morning, you know, to take the steps of faith. God's gifted us. Amen. We're, we're all gifted in a certain way. We're all gifted in a certain arena. Some of us are the gift to heal, the gift of prophecy, prophecy, the gift of knowledge. You know, so many of us are anointed to do that. And I just, I just really want to encourage us as a church. It's the great privilege of, of, of pastoring with my wife here in the church to, to, to see people released. I can't even say it right. But just to see people released. Be released to be all that God has called you to be this year. Amen. Step out in faith. Take those steps of faith at home, in your workplace, wherever you are. Marty, amen. Take the steps to step out and just believe that you're going to be the vessel, the answer that God's called you to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Young man, with your hat back the front, come on out if you would. We're just about finished. Is that all right with everyone? We're just about done. Just wanted to pray for you this morning. I, I, I think I've met you before. That's right. No, great to have you this morning, mate. Can I pray for you? Father, your name? What's your name, mate? Caleb. Caleb, that's right. That's an awesome name. Wow. Mine's Shane. It's pretty boring. <laughs> Caleb, though. Mate, that's rocking. Caleb and Joshua, you would know the story of them. They were a different spirit. And I believe that God's calling you to be a different spirit in your generation. God's calling you to be a great leader. I see you being a great leader in His kingdom. I do. The enemy's come and, and, uh, he, and he even will come in the future. But I believe that God's calling you to raise and to reach this generation. You may well have had some challenges with that thought maybe even some setbacks with that thought, Caleb, but I see that God is raising you up as a leader in His kingdom. Hallelujah. So I don't know what your plans are and what your thoughts are, but I want to encourage you today that in the Holy Spirit, that that thought about your future, you're called by God. Joshua and Caleb, totally different spirit to the rest of the people at that time. They were the sort of people that said, God, whatever it takes, whatever you want, we'll do. Hallelujah. Giant slayer. Ha! <laughs> Father, I just thank you for Caleb today over this young man. We just thank you for his life and God today for the call to leadership. Lord, even at a young age, Lord, you are no respecter of persons. God, at any age, you call us. And I thank you today that you've called Caleb to be a leader to his generation. I just pray today, Lord, that you would give him the, the encouragement and the confidence to know today that you are with him. That, Lord, amongst his peers, that he would start to... To, to step out he would start to lead the way the Lord as many of his peers might go let's go this way or let go that way the Lord he's going to stand strong in his generation and say no as for me and for mine I will serve him hallelujah so Lord I thank you for Caleb today God over the course of this year would you raise him up Lord would you help him to know that your hand is upon him to lead 
calling him to challenge this generation to live at a higher level. So Father, I thank you for him. I thank you for him. In Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. Bless you, Caleb. That's awesome.